Stone. I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. This week we're in the French ski resort of Val d'Isère, which opened its lift system at the end of November for the first time since March 2020. International travel restrictions involving COVID tests are complicated, demand outstretches supply, although that's not down to the resort itself, but the return immigration requirements of the UK and other countries. Nightclubs are closed and you have to make your own late night entertainment, but the skiing... Well, the skiing, it's nothing short of fantastic. I've never seen conditions like it. For visitors and for the locals, it's all a bit tricky, but I can assure you that it's really worth the effort of all that form-filling and testing. For ski resorts, for tourism in general around the world, who knows what the future holds? But here in Val catch the snow while you can. It's a dream. And then, of course, there's the December World Cup races to watch. I make no bones about it. Along with Jackson Hole in Wyoming, Valdezere is my favourite destination worldwide. An absence of 23 whole months makes my return all the sweeter. So to find out what's happening in the resort, I caught up with my old pal David McCallum. So David, we're back in Valdezere. And you, of course, live here, and you have lived here for an incredible length of time, which makes you one of the most established expats here. How long is it since you first came here? Hello, Peter. It's good to see you back in uh, in your second home. Let's call it that. I've been here since 1978, came out for a short season and uh, haven't really left since, actually. 78, that's a very long time ago. And what have you done in all that time? Well, at the time, there was hardly any Brits, very few tour operators. And you could, when you met someone who spoke English, you actually stopped to say hello, which when you think about it today is, is a bit ironic. But uh, I actually worked straight away in a French hotel, started, you know, you didn't have the tour operator possibility. So uh, I ended up just doing the dishes, the bedrooms, the wash up as you do, and um, pretty much seven days a week and uh, got, got into life in France and very luckily got to speak French straight away. And David, you went on from there to find your own restaurant here. Well, not straight away, Peter. I spent, uh, I was very lucky to, to bump into, completely, literally bump into Dick Yates Smith, who just started the, well, what became the famous Dick's Tea Bar. And Dick took me on after two seasons working in the hotel and I became his first manager from about 1980 to 84. And then got into running what became the Mountain Lodges which were the first high-end chalets. It started a whole new trend, really, in chalet holidays, which up until then had been very, well, makeshift and fairly basic. And I just saw an opportunity in the, in the market to do a luxury end of, of the classic chalet holiday. And to service these guests who, who went to these really fantastic chalets, you had the idea of starting your own restaurant. Yes, I, I got into buying up property and I was very lucky at those days. There was a lot of opportunities on that front to buy up some very old chalets. One of them was a 350-year-old chalet, which was called the Chalet du Cray in the hamlet of the Cray. And we decided that having got married there and had the party there, that this would make a fantastic restaurant. And although I'd never been a restaurateur, I'd been very lucky enough all over France to work with some great chefs. And I decided it'd be a good idea to, to run a restaurant, which we opened in 1995 and was an absolute immediate success. And we had it for 11 years. I spent a lot of time in there. Yes, we had some very good nights and some very good, friendly people. It was, a, it was an atmosphere where it didn't matter what part of society you came from or how famous you were, you just got stuck in and had a good time. And the food was very good too. 
Well, skiing is one of the great levelers. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you do. It's, it comes down to that. A few years ago, about 10 years ago, actually, on some of the courses I run here this time of year, we had two people improving their skiing. One was a high court judge and the other was a rodent operative from a, a big council. And he was fascinating, actually, in how you dealt with rats and the growing problem in, in Britain. And you'd think these two people, the judge and the uh, rodent operative, would not get on in life. You must be wrong. They, they, they absolutely hit it off from the first dinner, and they were inseparable for seven days. Yes, we, we'd, we'd often have Peter, the key patrol, who'd been saving up all winter to bring, take his girlfriend out. So it was quite a, a cross-section of society. But that came to an end, and then you went into the property market. Yes, I, I luckily was able to um, use the contacts in many ways gained through the restaurant and people kept saying, I can't find what I want to buy. And I got into the property market, either building or renovating or acting as a, as a sales agent for, for clients. And I've been doing that pretty much ever since. And um, it's gone very well. And you've brought up your family here and you've become an ambassador for the resort, which must have been very tricky over the last couple of years because COVID has paid havoc, as we all know, with the travel industry worldwide, and perhaps in particular with skiing. How's Father Zare survived? Yes, it's very true. We've been jealously looking at really the last two summers in the south of France, or generally in the, in the summer summer tourism areas, and seeing how well they've been doing. And every winter, it seemed to have hit us again that we were stuck with restrictions and various problems as, that we all know about. And it looks like, you know, we're going back into that sort of thing again, but we're very positive. We had a fantastic winter last winter, but unfortunately, the French decided to close the ski the ski lifts, which made the whole thing impossible to run. And the British weren't allowed to travel. It was pretty quiet in the resort, I guess, in lots of ways. And, of course, rather lovely without the tourists. Yes, it was very interesting because we all got into um, into touring and, uh, and climbing up the mountain on skis and then skiing down, having walked up for an hour and a half, two hours, and doing literally a, a three or four minute run back down. But in fact, it was a completely different different lifestyle, really, and everybody got into it. But unfortunately, it hit the businesses very hard, clearly. And hopefully, we're hoping that this year is going to be something not maybe fully back to normal, but definitely on the right track. Well, we're back in the resort, and it is now fully open. And the conditions this last week have been really quite sensational for lots of people. We've had extreme cold. I mean, when I'm talking extreme cold, I'm talking about minus 18, minus 20. And then on top of that, with the wind chill factor, it could be up to minus 25, 26 on the glacier, which is chilly by anyone's standards. But we've had a huge amount of snow. People say this every year, but we're genuinely, genuinely we've had an amazing start to the season with a fantastic base and very few people. So the, the ski patrol have had time to, to prepare the runs. And I think we're heading for a really fantastic Christmas New Year period. I have to say after the first two turns, and I, I haven't skied since January 2020 for obvious reasons, after the first two turns, you wonder whether you're going to be able to do it. First of all, you realise you can do it. And then almost immediately you realise what you've been missing. I didn't think I realised quite how much I had missed it until I was skiing down the first run. On, I say, the, the most fantastic sunshine morning with about 20 centimetres of fresh powder around the foot. You can't go wrong. Yes, I felt exactly the same. I had my first uh, first turns last Friday in wonderful conditions on very quiet, quiet slopes. And I'd just forgotten, as you say, how much I'd missed it. And I was quite pleased to know that it came back. It was a bit like getting on the old bicycle and uh, it all it was all there. And I was quite glad I managed to keep myself fit, that's for sure. Of course, the problem that we, the elephant in the room at all times is COVID. And we've got to face up to that. And Valzer, like 
all resorts across the Alps have put some pretty clever sanitary measures in place so that the risk of infection is cut down to a minimum. What sort of things are they actually doing? Yes, for those of us who've been living in, in, in France full-time during the COVID period, we're, we're very much used to wearing the masks, uh, which are necessary going to all establishments. Although once you're in a bar and a restaurant, clearly you can take your mask off. Uh, the most important thing really is to have your, what the French call the pass sanitaire, which is pretty much like the NHS app. And you can either download the NHS app, generally just use that, or you can go onto the uh, Tous Anti-Covid French app and put your NHS app onto it and just show it whenever you go into restaurants and bars. And that seems to be working very well. Um, the, the gendarmes are being very cool about it, but they are checking hotels and restaurants and bars to see that it is being respected. Otherwise, it hasn't really changed that much. We, we're feeling fairly happy that not obviously not total freedom, but it's not really invasive in, in terms of enjoying your holiday. There's no doubt about that. And then you have to use the pass sanitaire in order to get in, in into a lift in the morning. Although I have to say I haven't been checked, but I know people who have been checked. Yes, they've tightened up since the 4th of December the, the rules regarding uh, access to lifts. And you now need the, the pass to get your ski pass and onto lifts. But I haven't been checked either, I must admit. But you're supposed to wear masks in the lift queue and even obviously in the in the telecabines and the, and the teleferiques, but you don't need it on the chairlift once you get going. So it's it's, again, it's not something that's very very tight and it's not something that's making making your holiday any more awkward than it would normally be no i have to say you get remarkably used to this and you don't have to wear a medical type mask you can wear a, what we like to call a neck warmer or a buff and you pull this up over your face when when you need to well going back to the property market and where you stay when you come here certainly a lot of tour operators have gone those tour operators that remain have cut their capacity by up to 70 percent particularly in the chalet market and presumably Dave, there's a lot of empty property around waiting to be sold yes undoubtedly peter it's um it's an interesting situation a lot of the traditional chalet companies unfortunately are no longer with us and of course now we've got the issue of of Brexit and uh, applying the French rules and regulations as in other countries across the EU, which has undoubtedly put up the cost of running the chalet companies for the various operators. And this has been passed on to our clients, which has obviously has, has put the price of the holidays up. But you can still get some pretty amazing deals. One thing that has surprised us is, and I think this has been the same in the UK, is the general property market in terms of sales has been very, very buoyant. We we were very much thinking with Brexit and then with COVID that the whole thing was going to plummet. And in fact, it's been completely opposite and the, the demand has, has outweighed supply by quite a significant margin. Well, I guess you know, mountains equal fresh air and health. And a lot of people want to get out of the cities and into a, a, a natural environment. I know the demand for rentals for the whole season is pretty high. And indeed, there's a lot of people who are thinking now, well, maybe I can buy a chalet, but you've got to pay a lot of money, of course. Yes, it's... Um I don't know. I've heard uh, through the grapevine and working with some of the bigger UK estate agents that we have in the Alps that certain areas of Britain have gone up as much as 20, 25% over the last 12 months. And it's pretty much the same across the Alps. What's been surprising is the British who've been a very, very big clientele in terms of buying properties in the Alps. We found that the French have been buying, and I'm sure it's pretty much the same in other Alpine countries. People have been trying to get out of the big cities. And we, we found the top end properties particularly have been in great demand but there's still plenty of smaller properties and and studios and smaller apartments available at, at what you and i would still consider reasonable prices for uh, for for the skiing market it's very much the feeling here that this winter is is an intermediate winter between a, a full-on covid situation and things getting better 
uh, we're, we're obviously trying to be optimistic, but there's a general feeling that that we're going to see the worst of this epidemic fading out over 2022, and then pretty much back to normal in 22, 23. That's that's the hope we've all got. But this is definitely going to be a very tight winter. And um, we're just praying that uh, things get better as it looks like they will be. If you've got any doubt about the skiing conditions, if you just tune into the World Cup races that Val has got, you can see for yourselves the trees are laden with snow. Why is it that Val has chosen for the, the really big races at the beginning of the season? Well, it's quite clear that the uh, Fédération Internationale de Ski, as they call it, was looking for the, the most guaranteed ski resort in terms of snow they, they could find because organising downhill races early in the winter is not easy to do. And fortunately, they've, they've, they've chosen the most snowshore resort really in the Alps as far as we're concerned, and that is probably Val d'Isère. And this year is about to prove it even more than before. Well, on that note, we better go skiing, I guess. It's time now to catch up with how the resort itself is managing to cope with what will undoubtedly be one of the trickiest winters for tourism since the first hotel opened here way back in 1888. So Cecile Ferrando, your father was a ski instructor here, you were born here, you learned to ski here, and you went on to become a national ski racer and now you're Director of Communications for Val d'Isère. So you spent half a lifetime here and... You've seen every start of the season, apart from the ones when you've been away racing. But what kind of a start for Val d'Isère is this one? Hi, Peter. Yes, I'm born and raised in Val d'Isère, and I'm really happy to live here now all the time. And it's a great uh, winter. I have to say that we're really, really happy and, and enjoying the coming winter. I'm not saying it's easy because of all the COVID situation and we have to be really, really aware of what people need to do. And we, we, we're putting lots of effort to, uh, to make sure we can welcome people and they can go back into the country. So it's challenging, but I have to say that it will be a great winter because we have so much snow. It's, it's mad. It's been so many years we haven't started like this. Uh, there's uh, more, nearly than, uh, more than a, a meter at uh, 3,000 meters. So it's a really good news. A great powder. I have to say that I've been skiing on Sunday and it was really nice. The fast is getting ready for the criterium. And there's already a few clients in the resort and people are really enjoying it. People are so happy to be able to ski because they couldn't ski last year. And uh, and uh, the year before, we had to stop mid-March. Well, I've been coming here, Cecile, for the past, I guess, something like 30 years at this time of year, at the very beginning of the season. And I don't think I can remember quite such a good start. I know we always say this every year, but this is truly special. There is so much snow and we've had the sunshine. And in the last week when I've been here, we've had very cold weather, which is good. We've had a lot of snow. I'm really a big dump of snow. It looks like February outside that window there, doesn't it? Overall, it, it looks like truly being the vintage start the season of all time. But of course, we have got that one little problem of COVID out there. We'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. But first of all, I want to know from you why Val is the best resort. Now, during the course of my long career, I've been to over 550 resorts in the world, I guess. And I rate Val not just as Europe's, but as the world's number one ski resort. Now, that's a pretty big statement. And I should, of course, qualify that by saying best ski resort for what? I mean, every skier has different requirements and the old powder hound like me doesn't have the same demands as a family with young children. But then actually Val is great for both. So tell me what you think. What is this magic factor that Val has got that's so very special? Well, um, I agree with you, Peter. I think Val is the best place to ski in the world and not only to ski, to come for a ski holidays. And you, you said it, you can come even if you're a family, you can come 
Even if you're a great skier, you can come even if you're a beginner. We, we welcome everybody. And that, I think that's what's magic about Valisère. It's the diversity, the diversity of the, the slopes, the diversity in the village. Because um, I think it's another great thing is that Valisère has been a, a small village and became a great ski resort. And that's, that's why it's so special. There's not so many places like this. Actually, there's only one ski resort like us was a small village with locals, local family, like my grandparents, they were uh, uh, farmers and then they, they became uh, um, uh, people who were renting apartments and wel welcoming um, uh, British skiers and skiers from everywhere in the world. And the village became a, a place, uh, an amazing place where people came from everywhere in the world, but remain a village. And I think it's the big difference as well. And I think that's why Valisère is such a great place because it remains a village and you can feel it when you, you walk around in the streets. And so that's the second reason why Valisère is great. First, diversity. Second, the village. Third, you said it, the snow, the amazing mountains around. The area is just uh, amazing. I've been traveling quite a lot as well. I've been skiing in Australia, in the States, in Canada, in Norway, everywhere, in, in Italy, everywhere. But then I do agree with you, Valisère is uh, the best place for skiing. I'm, I'm also um, uh, a powder hunter, but um, I, I haven't found such a, a great place in the world to enjoy powder. So um, I think it's a good thing, but also for, for people who are more quiet, like uh, families or beginners, they can also enjoy in Valisère and find, find something for them as well. So that's three good reasons to come to Val d'Isère. And I think we agree together with this. But going back to the powder, which is pretty important to me and it's very important for you as well, the thing that really sets Val apart for me is the fact that at the beginning of the season and indeed throughout the season, snow is guaranteed here because Val has its, its own glacier. At um, You'll tell me the height of it. Over 3,000 meters, of course, like uh, the, the glacier of the Grand Motte. Which, of course, is in neighboring Teen. We're right, the neighbors of Teens and the ski area is Teen Valisère. So we really work closely together. And uh, so the highest point is uh, in the glacier, both Valisère and Teen. You're booking a ski holiday here. You don't have the problem that you do have in lower resorts that will there be snow when I go on my holiday? It, there will be snow. And this year is very special snow. Yeah, as we said before, there's um, a great uh, ski area and a great off-piste um, area as well. Well, first of all, I have to say that you have to be really aware of the danger of doing off-piste skiing. You always go with a ski instructor or you always wear the, the uh, Arva and also a hair bag if, you, well, if, you're, if you're skiing off-piste, you have to be really, really careful because uh, conditions can be really dangerous and especially when there's lots of snow. Like we had the, the last weekend, we had a big dump of 70 centimeters of French snow at some, some places. So you have to be aware to be really, really careful. And yes, indeed, it's such an easy access that it's amazing. Well, the, the bad thing is that uh, many people are rushing into the powder. But if you know a little bit the place or if you know, if you have a good ski instructor, it can take you and, and you can enjoy great powder everywhere in Val d'Isère. And um, access is really easy. You don't have to walk that much. Well, it was last year we were walking a lot because there wasn't any 
ski lift. But coming back to what Peter was saying, yes, the access is really, really easy from everywhere, uh, from the Fournay to Belvoir to Soleil and even in Tine, you have great off-piste skiing. So I can only say you have to come and, and try it. Is it something new for this year? I mean, last year you had a, people who lived here actually had a wonderful season, to be honest, because although financially it was disastrous with no tourists, it was wonderful with beautiful snow conditions and people were ski touring and it was all very quiet and uh, wonderful. But now we're back to back to it all in style. First up is ski racing, which kicks off this weekend. Val d'Isère has always been recognised by the International Ski Federation as one of the great racing centres in Europe, usually reliable snow at the beginning of the season. And that's why Val d'Isère traditionally holds some of the biggest races at the start of the World Cup season. It all begins this weekend with the Criterium de la Première Neige, which takes place every year, a huge meeting of all the finest ski racers in the world. Firstly, the men will be racing on La Fasse, one of the most challenging race courses in the world, where in downhill events they, they actually reach speeds of around about 90 miles an hour, which is pretty terrifying. It's probably the, the fastest course there is. And then next weekend... The racing switches to the OK, which is Valdezere's second downhill race course. Initially, Valdezere was uh, the, the first World Cup event. Now, other places in, in Europe have, uh, have races before us in Austria, but we remain a really, really important ski World Cup. And this weekend, we will welcome the men with a giant and slalom on the Fast de Belvard. And also, we will have the women racing the, the week after this. And it's always a, a great moment in Valizer. It's really important in Valizer. We've been holding this event for years, for more than uh, 70 years. And uh, all the resort is... Um, is enjoying this moment because everybody's working really hard to welcome the world best skiers. And it's also mean the, the, the real beginning of the season. The, the, the world is looking at us with the media focusing on, on us. And this year, for the first time, it will be live on the French TV as well. So it's good news. It's an important, really important event to show the, the world that we have snow indeed because if you looked at the race in uh, in Austria there wasn't much snow and you will see on the, the TV uh, this year that we have lots and lots of snow in Val d'Isère this December Well certainly looking out of the window now Cecilia you've got the best view in Val d'Isère right here and a, a terrace that we're looking out across and in late afternoon early evening the floodlights have come on and the Fasta Belvard which is directly opposite us is very special they're working on it now they're, they've got floodlights on there it works through most of the night and I have never seen it in such good condition. Absolutely, it's great and um, the pistas are working really hard on it at the moment and uh, the funny thing is that they, they, there's been so much snow that they now have to take the snow off for uh, the snow away you know, because uh, when you do races when they do races, they need to race on, the, on hard snow and they inject the snow with water so it, it becomes like ice and there's been so much fresh snow that now they have to clear the snow from uh, from the part where there will be the races. A great race to see, and it's a great piste to ski as well. I have to say that it's one of my favorite, La Fasse de Belvoir, to go down. So, yeah, I'm really happy. Well, I've been down La Fasse de Belvoir many times, now a few times with you, Cecile. I have to say, I don't manage to keep up, but that's another story. And of course, at the other end of town, we have the OK, the, the Oreille Kili course, 
which is the other downhill course of, of Val d'Isère, and that's where the women race. And they're getting that in pretty good shape too, aren't they, for the coming week, the following weekend. That was there on Sunday. They're doing a, a great job, the pitchers. They're putting on every uh, protection for the, the ladies uh, who will race there. And it's also really, really important for us to welcome both the men and the women at the same moment because, uh, it, yeah, it, it is important not to f- focus only on the, on the men World Cup. It's really important for us that uh, we have a, a, a woman coming from everywhere in the world and also from the States, you know, that there's a great uh, American skiers. And so we're really excited to welcome the ladies on this great slope that is the Oreille Kili. And then, of course, after the woman, it will be our clients that will enjoy the Oreille Kili. Ceci Ferrande, thank you very much indeed. And we hope you have a wonderful season and uh, hope you get some good skiing yourself. Thank you very much, Peter. Have a lovely winter as well, and, and everybody have a, a lovely winter too, and hope to see you soon in Val d'Isère. Take care. If you want to know more about Val d'Isère, check out www.welovetoski.com. That's we love numeral 2 skicom as well, of course, as the resort's own website, www.valdezere.com. That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com, or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter at actionpacktravel.com. Until next week, stay safe. Just a crazy story